I say, how many cigarettes a day do you smoke? On average, how many times do you put that cigarette up to your mouth while you're smoking it? We go for 10 because I can multiply 10. I may not be able to multiply other numbers. 20 cigarettes a day, 10 times on each one going to your mouth. That's 200 times a day. You're reinforcing that habit to your subconscious mind. It's the most strongly reinforced habit we probably do for anyone on there. Once they get that, they go, it could be habit. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Carrie McKenzie from CarrieMcKenzieOnline.com. And Carrie has a background as a registered nurse and an educator, which has led to a career that is related to many aspects of health and well-being and stop smoking hypnosis. And Carrie is a co-author with Pat Masidi in our book, Fast Forward to Success. So we're going to be talking with Carrie about what we need to know about our health and how she can help. Carrie, glad to be talking to you. Yeah, good. Welcome. Glad to be here as well, Robert. Yes, we're both glad to be here. And what has been your passion? What has gotten you excited the past six to 12 months? Basically, the quit smoking with hypnosis, I took that up about 10 years ago, and that's been a sideline alongside other work as well. But then more lately, I think it's people going through isolation, lockdowns and things like this. So there's a whole lot of other things that have come into it as well that I'm slowly looking at, well, okay, let's incorporate this as well on there. But I've also had a background and wanted to know about natural health for a very long time. So more into the natural products, vitamins, et cetera. And it all just seems to come together these days. More people are looking for these things. You have your set of skills and then you look at what is popular and then you weigh that against what people are asking for you about. And it all becomes this business of yours that's always growing. And sometimes you're saying, I offer this and I do less of that. But then if down and mental health is on the rise, then you see that trend and pursue that. And so it seems a quit smoking hypnosis is a kind of fun, a fun jumping in point, right? Because people have heard of it, but I'm not sure I've actually seen it done or know anyone who's done it. And I'm not a smoker, but I, my wife took so many attempts to finally quit smoking and she's been free for a couple of years now, but you hear about smoking hypnosis and I have so many questions. So what questions do people ask you about it? Do they, are they not believing or are they asking how long it takes? What's the the initial reaction? Lots of things like that. They're not believing and you're not going to make me cluck like a chicken, are you? That's a common one on that because that's the stage hypnosis and that's what people think. But so we're often, we say, and the pamphlet says it all. Most people, if they've read that, haven't got too many questions, but they still want to know. And we say, no, we can't make you do anything you don't want to. And you can come out of this hypnosis at any time. I had one person who just felt uncomfortable and did come straight out. Most people don't. They want to be there. So there's that part of it on there and can I be hypnotized that's a common one I don't think I can be hypnotized and we always say as long as you've got an average IQ and you can follow instructions yes anyone can be hypnotized so they're the probably the more common ones on there and then why will this work when nothing else has worked in the past and then I always say as well as uh, is quit cigarettes in 60 minutes I always say give me 90 minutes I spend an extra 20 minutes making sure they're there for their reasons, not someone else's. So if your wife or you'd prodded her into going, she's not going to be successful because it's not her reason on there. So I like them just really, I so say, give me an extra half hour. We don't usually need it, but making sure they're there for their reasons, not someone else's. And then once we get that, then it's fairly easy. They get the agreement and they think, yep, I'm ready to do this. And away we go. So it involves NLP as well. And people often say, what's this NLP bit? 
and it goes back to the 1970s. And when you look it up, there's no one definition, but looking at that, somebody who was a linguist looked at how we use words, and he combined with somebody else who was a psychologist, and they came up with using words to influence how we think, the psychology of our mind. And so once you get into, and what I do in those first 20 minutes in the session, we look at what's a habit. And mostly smoking is a very well-ingrained habit rather than an addiction. And there's a little bit of the addictive process, but it's the habit that people, and most people start smoking as they're teenagers. And then mostly, I've had a few younger people, but mostly 45 to about 75 of my clients. And they think time to give this up. And so then we look at how many years have you been reinforcing this habit? Every time you're stressed, every time you have a celebration. So you've got a drink in one hand, cigarette in the other. And so you can't think in those circumstances without that habit quite often. So that's where we look at with the NLP, changing that mindset. Hypnosis makes you relax. I don't think I mentioned that the other thing we go over, unconscious mind controls all our habits. And that's about 80 plus, I think some people say 88% of what we're thinking. The other 12% that we think we're in control of, not, it goes down to the subconscious and that then dictates what we're really doing on there. So if we can get you relaxed and we bypass the conscious mind who says, what if, will it work, etc., then we can get down to what really is happening. So that's why we can do it quickly and easily for everybody. And that's great. And there's a lot to think about in there that the smoking habit there's a, like you said, there's a little bit of the addictive property, but a lot of it is just these many years of repetition and the subconscious mind being in control and not even knowing how to experience a, a birthday or driving or after a meal or some of these things without going through this process. And so you're mentioning these things about how like they go under and the 60 or 90 minute process. And so does someone like close their eyes? Do they lay down? Do you play music? What does it physically look yeah, like? Some people will have gentle music in the background. I haven't, I keep thinking I might do it, but I haven't done it yet on there. But basically it's just a, what we call an induction. And there's a very standard one we use, but I've started using a little bit differently for some people. Some people who are very analytical, they go, oh, and you can see they're resisting a little bit. So there's some other different sorts. And it's just really getting them to close their eyes, relax, now open your eyes, then go down again. And it's been known for a long time. I bought a separate book on hypnosis. So I looked through, I thought, oh, that's exactly what we're doing. So there was nothing new in there. I thought I might learn some extra things. Most of it is fairly standard on there. And so you're getting people just in that relaxed state. And so when you're saying about playing the music, some people do it, but we also remember saying about the mind, the unconscious controls it. So we say any noises you hear in the room, because I might, at one stage I was sharing a room in a clinic. I said, any noise you hear will just make you go more relaxed and deeper into that relaxation. So it's using your unconscious mind to relax you further, really, on there that gets them down to it. The other thing that often gets people, and I say, how many cigarettes a day do you smoke? And we usually take 20 as an average, but whatever their number is. And I say, on average, how many times do you put that cigarette up to your mouth while you're smoking it? And we just go for 10 because I can multiply 10. I might not be able to multiply other numbers. And so you're looking at for 20 cigarettes a day, 10 times on each one going to your mouth. That's 200 times a day. You're reinforcing that habit to your subconscious mind. So it's the most strongly reinforced habit we probably do for anyone on there and once they get that they go oh it could be habit then the hypnosis usually takes over once because this is all the pre-talk 
I spend a fair bit of time on the pre-talk, then 30 minutes or so, 30, 40 minutes in the actual hypnosis on there. And that's, it goes through quite well after that on there. So once they realise that this could just be habit, and then we also look at what are you worried about? <gasps> the cravings. And we hear all these ads on there. And I often mention the people who make the patches and the lollies or whatever, or sprays to stop the cravings afterwards. And I say now they're selling them in packs of both of them because the nicotine leaves your body within about 48 hours, I think it is. Some people say 72. And they're giving you nicotine patches as replacement. You don't need it after a while. That goes quickly on there. So it's your habit that's making you crave more and more because you haven't addressed that. So you address the habit. And then we also give people strategies. Now, I'm a nurse, but I didn't know until I did this that a lot of those cravings come from a low blood sugar level. And when you think about it, plants are a dried, uh, sorry, tobacco is a dried plant. And we all know dried fruit has more sugar level than the original. But then apparently in the manufacturing process, they add sugar to it. And so what you're doing each time you're having a cigarette, you're raising your blood sugar level. That's one of the reasons makes you feel good. So we give people strategies on how to prevent that happening afterwards as well. And it's not sucking on lollies on there. We usually just give them something a bit healthier than that. But keep your blood sugar level up for those first few days. And we look at a 30-day process on there. Just be really mindful on that. And we often compare it to when you start driving. We all remember our first couple of times driving across the city. You had to stop and think every part you went. And after a while, it got unconscious. So while we're changing this new habit, just be aware and we give them all the strategies. And one of my clients, he said, one of his words, one of my favourite ones, he said, yes, I kept myself out of danger for those first two or three weeks by meaning he didn't necessarily go. And after that, he could mix with everybody, do anything he wanted, just while his subconscious mind took over and controlled what his conscious mind was telling him he needed to do on there. So it does depend a lot on each person and that's what makes it successful everybody has different reasons for wanting to quit everyone has different reasons and everyone has different objections and everyone's slightly different but it's it seems like you've seen it all right you've seen the different excuses and the different ways that someone might relapse or that it might go wrong and so you've taken the scientific approach where you look at the, this habit and i love your logic there that you're raising it through your mouth 200 times of course it's a habit because you repeated yeah. it literally hundreds of times every day and then so you have this pre-talk section and you have this hypnosis section and then afterwards you have the, these strategies yeah. going forward to make sure it sticks yeah we give them the strategies before but then afterwards hand them a list with all of those up there and so the last little bit's only five ten minutes just rounding it out and on there and you often I don't say it so much now I've probably got out of the habit we used to say oh no I won't need to see you again shake hands good luck and don't say good luck because that implies you're going to need luck but looking at that we know that you're going to be successful on there and the few people who aren't they ring back and they get another follow-up but it's guaranteed for life so if somebody does slip up they come back but I liked your word when you said excuses because that's something we do look at is what have been and we go through them in groups what they could have been and so we say okay so these are your excuses or reasons and can you put them to one side and now we'll move on so that's part of our pre-talk looking at why I haven't been successful in the past on there it's usually lack of preparation or somebody else has made them come on there and I'm always wary if somebody else is paying for that person to have it done have that come in and see me 
I like them to have paid some of it themselves because if they don't, then it's very easy to clean up. And it's no, as I said, you've got to have some skin in the game. So if there's no commitment from you, it's not going to work either. So even if they haven't got much money, I usually like them to put some in if they've got a parent or a spouse or somebody paying for them to come as well. Because I found that really ups the ante when it's your money and you think, oh, what have I done? Somebody else pays it. You can just dismiss it easily like that. So not a big issue. And that's good. To, that's good to think in general, right? Even yeah. hypnosis and stop, stop smoking aside, those things in life that were just handed to you that you didn't have to earn, that you didn't have to put your own skin in the game, there's no value in it. And there's the greater likelihood that it will fail because you didn't have to struggle to get it. And of course, yeah. like no one wants to struggle. No one wants to have a hard life. But those times when we think back, man, I had th those tough years or I had to pay for that thing. Maybe that was a benefit in disguise because it made you take it seriously. Yes. Yeah. And I've had some people who've been on benefit. In Australia, our cigarettes, are, I think from what I've heard, are the most expensive in the world because the government's trying to get people to stop by raising the price. And so uh, when I first started this, oh, more than 10 years ago, a smoker who came to see me or my colleagues, and we're always last in line. It's never the first thing people think of. They've tried other things first. But on average, that was $100 Australian dollars a week they were spending over 10 years ago. Now average is 200 plus a week, and I've had people up to 300 a week Australian dollars to spend on there. And so they make their money back. My price has gone up about 50 US dollars, uh, 50 Australian dollars, I think, at that time. But so they make their money back. I look at how soon will you get your money back on there from that money aspect of that. And now it's very short time because they're spending so much more on the cigarettes. So some people have been on benefits. And then usually we work out, okay, you find so much, give me a deposit. And then we work out them paying off the rest. Once they're not smoking, they can pay the rest off easily. As long as they put that, what was previously cigarette money, they put that aside and pay me off over the next two to three weeks or whatever that part takes so we can always work it out for somebody and yet more motivation to quit and yet another way to justify it because the if they're paying three or four hundred dollars per week then by the yeah. time they quit then they'll have all this extra money left over that they otherwise yeah. were throwing away in the trash and yeah. you've mentioned a few of these stories of the like different types of people who come and see you has any of your visits surprised you or has there been any kind of a change in direction of your business as you've been helping all these people yeah there have been a couple as you've mentioned I thought to start with I thought, oh no and then I thought no I now won't take anyone because of one woman in particular that apparently her son was going to pay for us so again that was one of the alarm bells later on it wasn't at the time but he'd been trying to ring me and because I can't take I haven't answering the service but because I can't take the phone all the time, he wouldn't leave a message and he had an unlisted number, so I couldn't call back. And eventually she got the number from him and called me and she was so excited to get through. And yes, her son wouldn't leave a message, so that was his problem. But then she said, oh, please, can I come? I've been going to do it because he was going to call you last week, etc." And so I succumbed to that. I said, yeah, I've got a spot later this afternoon. And then she was one of the few who did start smoking straight away, rang me back. And then we had to put her in. And she took about three times coming back, all because, one, she didn't pay for anything for it, but she wasn't prepared mentally. So I won't let anyone come in now. I will we'll grudgingly say within a week, usually I like two weeks, go get your mind ready. I'm going to quit cigarettes. And I also get them to think about it. I prefer it ahead of time. We can do it on the day. Where do you normally smoke first thing in the morning? 
where are you going to have your morning cup of coffee now? It's got to be away from there, set up a different place. So I get them thinking about it. That's been probably the biggest change. And I think that one woman got me changing both things. You've got to pay for part of it. And also I won't take you in on very short notice because you're not mentally prepared to quit. She just thought I'd turn a magic switch and she didn't have to do anything, I think. And I think she was probably fairly analytical. Some people who analyze the process, we say if you sit there analyzing everything in the hypnosis on that, you're not going to, you're up there in your conscious mind. You're not letting it go through to your subconscious. So we just say, accept all suggestions as your own. So I probably emphasize more of those things from that one person on there. But I've had a couple of younger people come to me, which is unusual on there. And one of them I sometimes talk about, she was about 21, 22, I think. And she looked young, fit, healthy, and wanted to stop smoking. Apparently, over the previous 12, 18 months, she had lost a lot of weight on that. So she'd changed the whole mindset around. And now she thought the last step in my health thing is to go and quit cigarettes. So she didn't mess around. She came straight to see me once she heard about it. So she was unusual in that sense. But mostly it's people who just say, eventually I've got to get here. So I haven't had many like that woman who hadn't had any until her picked up the cigarette that night. Mostly if people start smoking, it's a combination of factors on there. I just had one to be with my friends on there. And then back, the next thing they know, they're back smoking or some other things like that. And oh, that's right. I remember one young woman came to see me because she was planning a family on there. And this was fairly early in the piece, so I hadn't been seeing that many people. And she came with her mother. Mother was going to drive her down and back. And mum was a nurse. The client was a veterinary nurse. And mum was worried, said, oh, can you also get her to stop biting her nails? I'm worried that she's working with animals and she's chewing on her fingers all day. I thought, don't know on that. So we put that in on there. Anyway, it was a few months later, the client did come back to see me. How she'd started smoking again at a party had a couple of drinks, somebody offered her a cigarette and didn't even think about it. And the next morning she said, I was smoking, wasn't I? He said, yes. So she came back to see me and that, and I didn't hear from her again. That was because she'd been very successful. It's just under the influence of a couple of drinks, the old habit came back when somebody gave it back to her. But then she says, but look at my nails. Perfect. They were fine on there. So I was quite pleased myself that throwing something extra in that wasn't part of what we normally do worked as well. So the subconscious did work. It was just that yeah, a bit of alcohol can make people's subconscious go somewhere else as well. So that's probably for some people, that would be the little critical points. Just watch out for this later and, on. And these are all interesting things to think about that. There's that whole idea of after a session with you to have the, those mental strategies and know that the first month or so might be fragile. And like you've mentioned, you have many of your patients will avoid like a party sort of situation or to avoid those places and those people that would get them to fall back into that. And then he also mentioned this idea of mental preparation, which I, I always forget about this because when I practice mental preparation before like a meeting such as this, I'm a lot more focused and present and there's less anxiety, just the whole idea of when you have some important meeting coming up, and in, in your case, it's someone coming and visiting you and going under through this hypnosis session, there's something to be said about just not being rushed around all the time, right? Like when we have, have some kind of a meeting and you show up 30 seconds before and you say, oh, I need to turn my phone off, I need to put all these things away, you're not fully present and it adds to the stress. But I've just noticed that when I have something important, even packing up my son and taking him somewhere, I just make sure to be packed ahead of time and have a plan and to just have at least that buffer 
of five or 10 minutes and just to be sitting and thinking. And if we're going on a road trip that morning, I'll just make sure to wake up early before any of the craziness has happened, before anyone can make any noise and just be at peace before going into something. There, there's something to be said of that, especially if someone is coming to you for one of these hypnosis sessions to do that, whatever that means, right? That mental work beforehand so that way it really sticks and that way you really take it seriously and you're present during this hypnosis session and so if someone says this stop smoking hypnosis thing and all the advice Carrie gave, gave sounded really wonderful how does someone find you reach out to you get in contact with you yeah so basically all I've been doing up till now it's been totally face-to-face -face here in South Australia on there and I've just put brochures out and not being very proactive really about it sometimes word of mouth on there but it's still under process as I said before of getting the last bit finished but I think no time to do a Facebook group for this as well as then a website so the Kerry McKenzie online has got started just need to tailor the last little bit so there's a separate one just for the quit smoking on there so yes it's not quite there and because I'm doing it myself I think I've needed that prod and this is probably the prod to make sure we get the last little bit done on there and so that part's going and you need to these days to be have that out there the little local bits worked quite well for a while but now looking at that yes we need more on there and I guess coming up with in Australia we've got a something they call put your way in May I saw the ads for that the other night the government puts that on and we have the everybody has the new year resolutions etc but so I often try to focus around those what happened you said you're going to do it and it didn't. So often that's a good time to promote those things as well, because that's when people are thinking about it, when everybody else is putting that out. So they're the sort of things that, yes, it needs a bit more widespread. And I haven't tried it yet. I had a colleague in another part of Australia who said, yes, I'll be your first one to try on Zoom because we can do it by Zoom these days. Tweak it a little bit because we're not quite there in presence. And I know another colleague who does said, yeah, she's been doing it since the pandemic, doing it by Zoom. and so uh, this colleague was going to and I we met for a work meeting here a while back and I said I didn't go and I'd never go and pursue anyone I'll ring back and just check if they want to pursue but and she said no and I said no you're not ready yet if she didn't come back to me she's not ready on that so I haven't actually tried the zoom part yet but I've got a colleague who has so that would be easy to set up so this is why looking here this is a wider reach and we can only do that because of zoom Yes. And if you can get the Zoom hypnosis figured out, that is that, that that's quite the get for you, right? Because now you can yeah. help any anyone in the world. They don't need to be someone that just shows up yeah. at your office. And as you said, there's this marketing already out there about bettering yourself, about the New Year's resolutions. And you even mentioned that there was someone that came to you. Like sometimes people come to you because they exhaust all the other stop smoking yeah. opportunities, but you mentioned that yeah. someone came yeah. to you because what's up? Yeah. I said, sorry, I said, that's fairly common. That, yeah. They've come in, they've tried the patches. All they've, the tried, they've tried willpower and that never works. They've tried yeah. all these quick fix solutions. Yeah. And then they, now they're like, hypnosis is new and unknown and maybe a little bit scary to me. And now that I've tried these other five things, now that's what's remaining. And you also said that there was also someone that was just working on her health and said, I'll diet, I'll exercise, I'll eat better. And then now what's left as far as bettering my body is quitting the smoking. So sometimes that's what leads them to you. So it's great that you are paying attention and being aware 
about what people are talking about and the messaging where everyone's saying, okay, I want to live longer and be healthier and feel better and be around for the important things. And smoking is way less cooler than it was a few decades ago and more expensive because the government's raising prices. So all the more reason to finally take the leap, make the jump and quit smoking. And someone should go to kerrymckenzieonline.com. That's K-E-R-Y-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E online.com. Once the website's there to see what's there and to find the Facebook group and to figure out that Zoom meeting. So that way they can meet with you and get the smoking habit finally taken care of once and for all using hypnosis. And as we're wrapping up with our conversation here, Carrie, do you have any sort of profound final parting words of advice is there anything that you think has really stuck with you or that you want to pass on yeah i'm not sure about profound but just looking at that yes a whole lot of the things that you were saying on the just seeing as you were winding it up on there that looking at that yes once people decide that this is what i do want to do then it becomes easy but i think the hardest part is just deciding this is for me on there and then being convinced it can work. And you can tell when people first come in, some take more time to relax into the whole process even before we start the hypnosis. Other people are well and truly ready. So I think it's making sure that the right reason, the right time for you. I know something you did mention just then, because we always look at, we need three strong reasons from people to quit. And money is not the strongest one, even though it's expensive. Children, being there for your children, that's the strongest motivation of all. If people have that motivation, and you can just see it in their face when we go through that part under hypnosis. So getting the right motivation for you is usually what's really probably the most important part. Fantastic. Carrie, in America, we there's some TV commercial from when I was a kid where there's grandpa and there's a little baby in front of him and the baby's taking his first steps and the grandpa's like holding his arms and then the grandpa is a ghost and the baby walks through him. And it's really oh, wow. sad because... Grandpa died from, he couldn't quit smoking. There's, but there's still time, right? If you're still alive, no matter what your age, you can always quit. And if you try these other things and failed, then Carrie's the person to do that for you. So CarrieMcKenzieOnline.com to see what the Stop Smoking Hypnosis is all about. And super great talking to you, Carrie. Thank you for all of your insights and lessons. I appreciate it very much. Okay, thanks a lot on that, Robert. We finally got there. Yes, we did. <laughs>